A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Hello there. That was much better than last week. I'm yes! super excited. Hey everyone, my name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and you're listening to episode 22 of the Holocron Chronicles podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, the best person in all the galaxy to go on this journey with, Mr. Charlie Carden. How are you doing today, Charlie? Well, I'm doing even better now that this guy has come home. So uh, print- Prince Shizor here is the uh, trophy of the uh, summer movie wager that uh, Todd and John, who is our other founding secret friend, our other college roommate, uh, that we started this journey back in 2016. I purchased him at my local comic shop. He had been sitting there for 20 years. He was down to three American dollars in price. I purchased him. I think I lost him the first year, and I finally got him back. And then he went again, and so he's back home again for the first time in three years. So excellent, very, very glad to have him. So he's I, gonna he's gonna be our co-co pilot this episode. I I was very honored to be invited into this summer movie wager, and I'm I, I didn't expect to win, but I'm happy I didn't come in last. I didn't expect to win, and I didn't win. I didn't. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I didn't understand the rules for the first part of it. I didn't know what we were wagering. I just it was a it was a fun mess but uh i was very happy to be invited with the old school uh secret friends crew so uh thanks for having me and and congratulations on winning that marvelous star wars themed trophy i i yeah that's that's fantastic that brings back some nintendo 64 memories for me uh but before we go down that path i need to introduce our guest who i am so so excited to have on the show brian welcome to the show uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. My name is Brian from uh, Pink Milk. I'm feeling like there is a smell coming through the airwaves, though, that I might be just do anything I'm told to do. Really? I'm already not landing. Isn't didn't he, Prince Seizure have like wasn't yes, he oh, yes, you're a, now I get it. Oh. Yeah, I mean, everybody always says that humor <laughs> is funny. When you have to explain it, I mean everybody. Everybody. Exactly. Yep. It's, yep. It's, We're it's, already up to it, a great show. You're, you're, I, I, you're, I, I, we're uh, totally fine. You're digging up some some <laughs> memories. I'm trying to think of how old I was when I played that game, and uh, it's 
N64, I'm saying maybe 10. So you're bringing up some pretty, some pretty decently old memories and I have not revisited the property since. So, uh, you don't, you good, don't good need to for having that kind of memory. Not right. bad. Revisit not the bad. soundtrack. The soundtrack's great. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Good so Brian, stuff. Like you said, you're the host of Pink Milk, uh, one of my favorite yeah. Star Wars podcasts. Thank uh, you. We're going to go through a few questions uh, about Pink Milk specifically. But first off, I want to know a little bit more about you. Sounds good. How you got into Star Wars. Uh, let's let's hear for any new guests. We always have their Star Wars origin story. Let's hear yours. Uh, well, I am a very young 42 year old, so I do not know a world without Star Wars. It has been there forever. Uh, Return of the Jedi's. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. I remember two scenes from the movie theater, uh, but I, I grew up with them on VHS and uh, I've never left like during the dark times. It's just unlike Ray, there's been something inside of me, but it's always been there. It didn't just and I didn't, you know, just announce it. But yeah, right. uh, it's always been around. Excellent. I love it. It's my favorite yeah. thing. Charlie, are you happy? I finally got a guest that's not 20 years old. And uh, oh, yeah, first... another, another, another oldster. <laughs> yeah, there There's we go. Yeah. yeah, so someone I actually <laughs> remember seeing the original trilogy in the theater a little bit. Oh, a little, mm-hmm. a little bit. This is, well, that's bit. something that I can't even say. Like, I, you know, born in 84, I missed it, right? So, like, this yep. is children. Yeah, so so it's it's fun to have someone that that's got that kind of a storied past. Not that I don't love uh, the other guests, but it's it's great to have someone that's been like ingrained. I always say like all you know, the all the all the young so much merchant stuff. Like it's been ingrained since so birth. much merchant stuff. I love. Yeah, there's it. when I was in like junior high and high school, we used to have this old movie theater. It's no longer here, unfortunately, but it was one of those old school like one screen theaters, you know, that had the curtains that came mm-hmm. back and all that it was really awesome. And they used to play all three of the original trilogy, like before the re-releases too. So you would go every summer and you would, you were in line all day. They'd play them back to back. Um, so I used to go a couple times a summer. That was, uh, that's probably where the bulk of my like theater memories are. Cause I was that's awesome. 13, 14, something like that. Yeah. That's amazing. No, nice. uh, so, with that being said, are the original ones your favorite? Like, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite movie specifically, or maybe a grouping of movies? Or what's where do your allegiances lie? I love all of Star Wars. Okay, all of it. Yep my my Star Wars is probably not probably my favorite. My Star Wars is Clone Wars. Like, I think Clone okay. Wars is wow. the foundation of all of Star Wars. It's my favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on and on about Clone Wars all day long, every day. Uh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie, though. Um, yeah. Return of the Jedi, it all of ours always change, right? A little bit, maybe oh, not. Absolutely. It's not fluid, number one. Completely, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I would say Star- Return of the Jedi and Attack of the Clones are always my top two. And this last few years, especially this last year, Solo is like kind of my number three. All right. I I just enjoyed uh, Solo and then Rogue One, which is my my favorite post OT for me. Uh, and then watched the OT recently. I actually, just watched Star Wars today. Did you catch Love on? Uh, did you catch uh, Mark on our Facebook group? Or no, I put it on my regular feed on Facebook. The the ultra top secret thing that I found that was like you know I can't believe it took me this long to figure this out. 
No, I think I missed that. Okay, so, and I'm sorry to steal your thunder away, Mr. Guest. No, I love it. But uh, as they're in Tatooine, they're walking into the cantina. Luke says, or Obi-Wan says, now you better watch yourself. This place can be a little rough. Luke says, I'm ready for anything. In the foreground, so obviously between us and Luke and Obi-Wan, an extra walks past. He is wearing Han's pants and Han's shirt untucked. It's the damnedest. It's the damnedest thing. I was wow. like, they really, they were really stretching every budget dollar in that movie. I'm telling you, oh my God, I have I to, I have to give that a rewatch. I'm actually right now rewatching them all uh, chronologically, so I'm on Attack of oh, the okay. Clones, nice uh, right now. So, so I, I will get to New Hope uh, before too long, but uh, but first, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to go through solo and, and a couple of others that i haven't watched in a little while so uh very exciting who's your favorite character brian uh i don't <clears throat> i have to give three okay that's I'm that like 100 percent like in line with everything else we do like if anyone okay. ever asks my favorite stuff i'm like oh i'll i think there's a couple episodes ago i was like here are my favorite hundred jedi let's go uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah no three hundred percent. Let's get, let's I, get I have to. There, yeah. I'm a big like Holy Trinity type of person anyways, but Luke Skywalker is my childhood hero. Like so many were Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano is probably if I really had to get nitty gritty and only pick one would be Ahsoka and Din Djarin. I have come Ooh. to love and relate to so much. I relate mm-hmm. to each of these three characters in like I think my three very different stages of life. Mm-hmm. Um and, and get a lot from each of them. Absolutely. That I appreciate. Yeah. Really, really good choices. Uh and yeah, I, lo- I love all three of those as well. Uh they're definitely in my top two hundred Star Wars characters. Uh no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, if, if, if I really had to dig deep, if I really yeah, had to if, get, I, like, if I had right, to narrow it down. If I had uh, to get it all the all the way down there, yes, absolutely. The, it, it's it's funny how I part part of me always wants to go back and, and say like my favorite of something is something from way back. You ask me about video games, I'm like, I feel like I have to choose something from the Super Nintendo era. Uh, if you ask me about Star Wars or characters, I'm like, I feel like I have to go back to the original trilogy. So it's it's funny how much some of the newer characters like Din really resonate. And I don't know if it was the time in my life when I was watching Mandalorian. It was like, you know, you get that kind of new father vibe kind of thing. And then seeing, mm-hmm. uh, as, as you guys famously say on your show, Luke kidnap Grogu. Uh, that's <laughs> a, 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 gro- a Grogu nap. <laughs> Uh, Grogu uh, nap. I uh, don't have a lot of friends with my Jedi thoughts lately, or that particular <laughs> statement that um, is true. <laughs> he, well, uh, we're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> so, based based on your favorite characters, uh, I'm going to guess I know the answer to this. But light side or dark side, which do you usually tend to lean? If if you had force powers, where do you think you're? I you would go. Do not believe in a binary, and I would not be either right. one. I am all about force users. <clears throat> I think. Okay. Uh, I well, that's some of the stuff. Just to give a sneak peek about visions that we'll talk about later, that I love mm-hmm. some of visions, but like the Night Sisters and their view and their use of the force is probably where I would lean the most 
mm-hmm. into. Like I'm a bit of a hippie. If you're watching this on the YouTube thing, I we can't see any of them anyways. But I've got like tattoos. They're all like hippy dippy, like Mother Earth tattoos and all of them. They're all spiritual stuff. So I, I, I would say Mother Talzin would probably be where I'd go to. All right. For some advice. I like it. Uh, a lot yeah. of times on the show, I say that I would lean more towards the Ahsoka kind of thing. So I totally mm-hmm. get that where it's, I definitely don't agree with most, if any of the Jedi like rules or whatever. So I don't know if that makes me more Qui-Gon or like straight up Ahsoka. Like I am no Jedi, like mm-hmm. that shit's toxic. Uh, but I still like, Big you time. can't like, you know, but anything with a lightsaber and I can't, I can't, uh, who was it that said Omar? Maybe can you have like force lightning without being a total dick? Like I love that. Cause it's like, yeah, there's some cool powers on the dark yeah. side. I just don't want to be an ass. So that, well, Ray's got him now. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, yeah. I assume she's going to be able to tap back into that business. That's right. uh, so, okay. So it, this may be a little spoilery for what we're going to talk about later, but this seems like a good time to bring it up. I watching visions. I kind of had this, realization that or or theory i suppose and i want to get your take on it force heal is that an inherently evil or dark side uh power because in the final episode well in the final episode of of visions uh and we're gonna go full spoiler territory so if you haven't watched visions yet maybe pause and come back uh because the the later part of this show is just going to be full spoilers but we're getting into them now uh so the last episode we see a jedi who comes back to to help a princess out uh some some shit goes down and a dark side user says join me i will help you save your princess he calls her master they put their little handies on her and they feel they, they heal the princess through oh, force. They feel, they feel so what they, now? They, they get the, the, <laughs> the force heal going and they heal the princess and they go off to do some dark side bananas. Uh, so with that being said, when we saw Ray use it, uh, we know that she was a Palpatine and, and had used some powers consciously or not, I always assumed watching that, that she read it in the old Jedi text that she had, but maybe not. Cause we've seen Grogu use it. And who mm-hmm. said that Grogu had some attachment issues and could go into the dark side, Ahsoka. Uh, so right. is that inherently holding on to something? Are you not letting go of the person who's hurt or the thing that's hurt? Are you instead holding on to that attachment is it inherently a dark side power? And could that be one of the reasons why there was some fear with Grogu? Uh, could that have been Ray tapping into her Palpatine-iness? And is that why we see it in visions as a dark side power? And again, Pal- Pal- Palpatine, Palpatine, uh, Palpatine saying that like, you know, some things the Jedi can't teach you, but I can. Now we know that that didn't really work out for old Anakin, but uh that's yeah. what my thought uh, all day. Like I that popped in my head this morning. What do you guys think? You know, uh, so much of, so much of everything as it evolves with the Jedi, uh, maybe from behind and then, and then, and then back to what's considered the present is so very gray because it, uh, you know, anytime you deal with individuals and again, I am not by any means, I was raised Catholic, but I'm by no means anyone that follows organized religion. I have very deep seated, 
distrust of organized religion. And, and that's what the Jedi is. It's very dogmatic. It's very yeah. do this and do that, or you're expelled, or you're going to hell, which is getting kicked out. Um, but so much of the way that we live, and again, you think of Star Wars, those people are human, we're human, they speak a language similar to uh, ours, or at least that's what we hear. You know, it's kind of the old Star Trek theory that everybody has the universal translator in their television. That's why everybody speaks English across the galaxy, uh, or the quadrants that they travel. Um, but if you think about people in Star Wars being human, they're going to have the same failings and, and psychological cleavages that we all have that make us want to do right or do wrong. And, you know, getting the chocolate into the peanut butter, where does it mix? You know what I mean? So is healing someone wrong because it's selfish and you're not allowing them, as Yoda said, to celebrate their passing into the force? Mm -hmm. Miss them not, you know, uh, be, be happy for them? That's also, it's a very Klingon thing because it's the same thing that, you know, I'm very glad because he's crossed the river into Stovacor, he has joined the honored dead. Mm -hmm. uh, that part of it is very similar, I think, between the two. And, and just so you know, uh, Brian, I the other thing I host on this network is a Star Trek program because that's mm -hmm. my real love. So I'm the Star Trek guy. So I can never not do the show and not drop a little Star Trek in there. It's just it's impossible. I can't, I can't <laughs> avoid it. But I think it's hard to look at any Jedi post prequel post fall of the Jedi. Uh, you know, at the end of the prequel trilogy, you know, post Clone Wars, and not think of them all as being a little gray. You know what right. I mean? Right. You know, they don't I, have because, the council or whatever, like kind of. Well, I, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's allowing nature to take its course. Hmm. And when nature takes its course, you know, it's, it's the same thing that we as adult children learn about our parents is that parents are just people. Yeah, maybe they fucked up raising us, but they did the best they could. Hmm. It's kind of the same thing with the Jedi. You know what? They're out there. They're either doing the best they could or they're doing the worst they can. And, and that that's very pulled apart. Hmm. But when someone is force healing, it's simply, you know what? I want to help you. I don't want you to suffer. I don't want you to die. Right. So the the antithesis of that is that, well, I'm a Jedi and I don't have attachment, so I'm just going to let you die. Well, then why do we have the back to tanks in the first place? Come on. Why do you give Anakin a new arm at the forearm? You know, just let, you know, let him, let him, let him be stumpy. Why right. not? He, he, you know, let him, let him, he doesn't, he's not going to miss his arm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think everything is inherently very gray uh, right. with the Jedis and kind of the postmodern era, as it were. Brian, what do you, what do you feel about my little theory there? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't think it's so funny. I'm, I think it was la on your last episode where you all were talking about gray Jedi and stuff. And I was like yelling at my, car on the drive into work because like <laughs> i am not a great jedi person i think that is a jedi thing and i think there is it's a term to in no tea or no shade to anyone who does use it but for me like i think it's another means of control and mm. if you're not light then you're dark and if you're somewhere in between you can go either way and i just i always feel like it's a control a control thing mm -hmm. so i think there are force users and then there are people that belong to different religions and different institutions that teach different things right. certain sorts of ways and again i'm you know i'm gonna get your listeners very mad at me because i am <laughs> in an awkward spot with the jedi but i think the jedi of course don't want to teach it because they don't want attachment because they want to control you and right. i think jedi's right. intentions Organized. are altruistic okay. exactly like i don't think the jedi are evil but I don't think 
I think they're very narrow-minded, which we learn mm-hmm. in the prequels anyways. Like, they yeah. come to that realization themselves. And they love and power, I th- just like Palpatine. But on, exactly. On opposite yep. scheme, yeah. I think when Palpatine che- teaches it to <clears throat> to Anakin, like uh, that episode we're talking about is Akakiri, I think is how you say it. Yes. Like I really hope Anakin never sees that. <laughs> Because yeah. I feel really bad for Anakin. Like it didn't work out for him and it right. worked out for that so person. Instantly. And we don't know. Can that person come back? We're not going to know. We don't know that story yet. Right. Um, but no, I don't think it is. I think it depends how you use it. And if we talk about that episode later, all we can, we can go on that. Uh, right. Grogu certainly not using it as a possessiveness of, you know, Right. So yeah. I, no, uh, I one, one comment, I, I, I did share this in a discord group uh, and Sergeant Seth, a uh, friend of the show and friend on Twitter uh, said, he likes to think that in Canon force heal is both light and dark side. Um, the only difference is that with the dark side, the person is transferring someone else's life force into the person they're trying to save whereas in the light side you're giving up some of your own light force mm. like ray did when she was saving the snake or like uh like ray and ben both kind of did back and forth so um we see palpatine putting his hand on anakin on mustafar and padme dies around the same time so did he force drain padme to save Anakin, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So that's, that's Sergeant Seth. And, and I have to, I have to say, like, I love that, that addition to that little, like I said, brain worm kind of theory that popped in my head this morning. Um, and I, I think mm. Seth kind of like fixed it for me. <laughs> he just he like rounded that out perfectly. So, uh, so that's it. So before we start talking a little bit more about visions though, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your show, Pink Milk. Let's let's dive in. What's what's it all about? So Pink Milk, we uh, talk Star Wars queerly. We are an LGBTQ plus <clears throat> podcast. All of us on the on the show are are members of of this fantastic community. And if you're not a part of Gay Star Wars on Twitter, because we all know Twitter can be Twitter. Uh, even if you're not gay, go follow and find gay Star Wars people because it's like the best party ever. Like it's very 100%. rarely mean. It's so it's so much fun. We yep. just it's, it's a great time. Uh, but yeah, Pink Milk, we we generally take like deeper dives into like the emotional journey of Star Wars. We don't spend a lot of time on canon. What's canon? What's not canon? Um, we've done trivia because our listeners asked us to Tom and I, and we usually both fall on our face. Uh, we are not trivia people. Like I love star Wars so much, but I am not that person who can tell you what star destroyer that was in that. Like, it's just, that's not my jam. I love people that can do that, but, uh, we kind of approach star Wars from a very personal and our own journeys in life and other people's, our guests life and stuff like that. And how we can relate real life issues in, and examine it and study it through the lens of star Wars is uh, kind of what we've become. We talk a lot about found family. My husband who does the show with me, one of our shows, we've adopted three children through the foster system. And uh, so star Wars is very much that. And then to throw in, you know, found families an inherent trait to the LGBTQ plus community as well. So we talk a lot about found family. Um, It's a really, Mm. it's a great time. It's turned, the show's turned into something I never thought it would. And I'm, just really, really grateful. It's a, it's such a, great a fantastic experience. show. It's good, yeah. uh, and and both both sides of the show, whether it's the the live recording, which which is 
to me, just ballsy. I've been doing podcasts for a long time and I love having that, that editing time. Uh, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll see in the show, sometimes I'll say, no, I'm leaving that in, or I messed up that beginning or uh, uh, screw it. We'll, we'll forget that. And other times you'll see, if you watch the video, you'll see a clear jump, maybe a shirt change stuff happens. <laughs> so maybe you guys just, you, just, just going <laughs> like live what what was that like was that like a a decision of like let's just do it live or was that just something that naturally happened with with you guys recording okay yeah so when we first started i didn't think i like i said earlier i'm 42 and i've seen a lot as a gay person and we talk a lot about this on the show i think i have scars that i still see the world through that might be different now but it's hard for me sometimes to catch up unfortunately understandable um so my husband is not a star wars fan he's a casual fan at best as our listeners have deemed him uh so i thought the best part of the show would be like having a star wars podcast that like non-super fans could listen to that we and i was really naive and thinking a non-star wars fan would listen to a star wars podcast like that should have been (laughs) a decent light bulb that went off that did not (laughs) But um, people latched on to, I think, our conversations about found family and then mm-hmm. like queer coding and stuff that would come up. And so that's just kind of what happened with the show um, over time. And I'm really, really happy that it did because it's been a really amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Tom and I are recording, I don't we're hobbyists and I've learned how to do all this on the fly, like so many other podcasters. Right. But Tom and I kind of edit as we go as time saving things are right here. So we can stop and start. And Lord knows no one wants to know how long it takes us to say the first 10 seconds of our episode, because it's ridiculously so many takes. Uh, but after um, the Mandalorian came out in our first year, I find that show to be a very queer show. I think it's there. I, to me, Din Djarin is a gay dude. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He and Cobb Vanth are going to get married <laughs> and raise four sensitive babies through shit. the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but when I was watching it, I was like, this is like really, really incredible. I related to that show as a gay person so much. I've never related to a Star Wars character as like one-to-one as I do Din. Um, And then so we decided to do uh, a queer roundtable. And so we had, we reviewed the whole first season of the Mandalorian with a bunch of people that I had never met. I just put out a Twitter call and we had probably by the end, 12, 13 different queer people. We all shared our story, got very emotional. It's really heavy. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go back and listen, honestly, they're really, really beautiful stories. Um, and a bunch of strangers just really opened up our chests and poured everything out. It's they're they're incredible. I'm very proud of them. Um, and that's where I met Mark and Emma, who I do the live stream with. And so I was like, when we were done with this like five week roundtable, I was like, I was telling my husband, I was like, I can't go back to the way you and I talk about stars, which I love too. Like it's a very different. We there are two really it's different very, shows. The kinds of conversations. Great. Yeah. Um, and I just really, I mean, I love all those people. Mark and em- Emma and I just really, really hit it off. I think we all see Star Wars very differently. Um, and so it's like, I like this. Mm-hmm. And the live thing is just a time saver because I don't have time to edit. 
<laughs> so it was that straight works. up like we're going yeah. live we can run with it and we'll um whatever sometimes it's it's gets really thirsty it's chaotic but i think hopefully in the best possible way <laughs> i i love and i love the energy that be doing the live show brings because mm -hmm. you get the chat in there you get the different opinions and stuff and, and like you said you yeah. all have very different opinions but it's somehow all civil and all works and it's just it's such a fantastic show and like i said i, I love the energy and the the live chat brings in such a, a different energy as well so it's it's a really really cool show and i love the that origin that's that's great of just yeah bringing together for all these amazing stories and then staying together and i i know on one I, was it I don't think it was the most recent, but maybe two episodes ago, you did talk about uh, finally meet, maybe meeting for the first time and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. So I, I I knew there was some it's kind of story there, but I, I wasn't sure about the yeah. origin. So I wanted to ask. Yeah, now and now Chase has joined us too. Chase joined us uh, back in in July. They were a, they were we call our chat room the steam room because they get very thirsty. It gets very dirty in there sometimes. I'm. Mm. full <laughs> full warning they it's a late night on a friday and they're it gets steamy so uh uh chase was was a bit was in the steam room almost every single night and we developed like a, a twitter friendship or whatever you know and then they launched a a youtube channel called that gay chat which is really amazing you should check it out if you yeah. haven't listened it's great um but uh now they joined and they bring in a fresh perspective too because Mark M and I were all in our forties and Chase is a 20 something right? really kind of got into star Wars, like full steam more recently. And so it brings in this, a very different perspective than anything that we have. And it's really, uh, it's a really, really great experience. Cause like you said, I think very rarely do we agree <laughs> on right. things. Yeah. It's, it's great because I think it allows a, um, I hope, a very welcoming and encouraging space for a lot of people to come into because, you know, we're not, we, we revel in the idea that we're different. You know, we don't, mm. we look forward to it. It's great. Yeah. It's really for sure. Experience. For sure. It's uh it, it, it's a refreshing, like you said, that both shows, they play really well against each other. And, and uh, you and your husband, it reminds me of like, if, if I started a Star Wars podcast with my wife. Like she has seen all the movies. She watched Mandalorian with me kind of half begrudgingly. She she yep. won't really do visions, but like I'd push that like if we had a show or something, but like completely just, yeah, that's the the exact vibes that I think we would put off as well, like just me being like, "Oh my god, look at this." And just like, "Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> cool." uh it's 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 so great it, it's it's really good uh, i love what you guys do and and i hope you just kind of keep it up that's uh it's it's great so i yeah it's um we're still growing it's i'm really proud it's crazy um you're, you've bigger had bigger all the time super high profile kind of guest appearances recently and and keep going can yeah. you can you share anything that's coming up exciting wise or uh yeah so uh Next week, I'll be talking to Emma Candone, and they wrote um, The Ronin, which is coming out on October 12th, I believe. Uh, it's the first Star Wars Vision novel. So um, it's really good so far. I've started it. I'm looking forward to speaking to them. I just honestly I feel really lucky. Like Emma's a fan of the show. That's how it kind of came about. And uh, a few weeks ago, I spoke to Justina Ireland, who has written some great Star Wars High Republic books. Mm -hmm. Um Awesome. She was an amazing experience. Um, I just, you know, we had uh, Christina Ariel from the High Republic show on. Yep. Um, that was a blast. 
I feel I don't know. I just I feel really fortunate. We spoke to Katie O'Brien back in the Mandalorian, the uh, the comms officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's it's pretty cool. All these things that I never thought would have ever happened. I thought maybe like five gay people would listen. And uh, <laughs> over the course of the last couple of years, we're just about at our two year anniversary. Like the majority of our listeners are all probably straight identifying people. And that was just mm. something that I couldn't comprehend would have happened. Mm. Um, but I've learned along the way and we're very gay. So <laughs> you make good <laughs> like, content. People will find it. I think. That's it. I think, that's, it, does, uh, I think it, it crosses whatever, whatever gulf that, may be perceived you know nope. people people care about good content that's a good thing well let's get the show on the road mark we gotta yes. start talking about visions so before we do that brian could i could i get you to toast us in oh yes are we ready it's that time drink up <laughs> that oh that's why i needed to have a that's drink. why you needed that's drink. right i that's was anticipating right. that i couldn't do a show without <laughs> hearing the drink up I am so happy right now. I could just stop recording, but we won't. Let's ju- let's jump into visions. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So Star Wars visions. We were all had a little group chat leading up to this episode. We knew we were going to touch something with visions, and then they announced two days before it dropped. It was like we're dropping all the episodes, and I think we collectively needed some depends. Uh, so <laughs> let's <laughs> let's still let's in mine. Get, yeah. <laughs> let's uh i i think tackle this in a way of like overall thoughts first off like overall collectively how did you feel about visions now that we've seen them all uh brian let's start with you just like glance uh, over. i am over the moon this is hands down easily my favorite star wars we've gotten um since the new stuff all right like i love it like it's given me everything i need Love it. Excellent. I am so happy. Excellent. Charlie, how are you feeling? I am um I, I'm no help because I'm not a, I, no, I'm no I'm not I'm not an anime guy. Uh, I have only dabbled here and there when a friend or a family member will introduce me. So I I enjoy canon stories. I know in a lot of ways that's not popular, and I know that that is something that we're gonna kind of uh tackle uh later on in this. So I am Guarded. I, I found it something here and there that I liked, and there were some things in here that I really couldn't stand. So, gotcha. Yeah, I'm All not right. a lot of help. I, I no, that's no, that's, that's great. Perfect. I want to hear both sides. I want to hear someone that loves it, someone that hates it, and I'm not really in between. I'm a little bit more leaning to where Brian is because I I loved most of this, uh, and and thought it was a lot of of some, like the most creative stuff we've seen in Star Wars, or the stuff that's been taking. Uh, the most risks I think that we've, we've seen in star Wars or, or at least pushing the stories in different and weird directions. Some of them landed, some of them didn't, but I love that they're trying and mm-hmm. I want to see more, not even specifically just anime. I just want to see them go in wacky directions all over the place. Uh, I, I live action shows, comics, whatever. I, you know, I love what they're doing with the high Republic, but like, I want to see some more just weird, wacky parts of this crazy big galaxy and and i i love that visions delivered on that and uh we also got some of the just best lightsaber stuff that i've seen in a long time and anyone that knows me knows that you throw a lightsaber in my face and i'm just like whoa let's go uh, in, i'll just watch in it. your face oh my uh, two hours are just two Not people close, swinging though. lightsabers around <laughs> uh i'm i'm happy that's it's all good uh so with that let's jump into maybe some of our favorite episodes brian what stood out for you 
Uh, I think my very favorite, even though let me, I, I think they're going to change all the time. I right. feel like, but yeah. the ninth Jedi <laughs> narrow it down to your me, favorite, uh, yeah. your favorite nine. That's the ninth Jedi is like where it's at for me. It gave me, yeah. it gave me, um, it pushed star Wars forward. It pushed, uh, the origins of, and we got to see the next era of Jedi after another time jump of, of mm-hmm. no Jedi brought back the idea of the Jedi being a myth and all of those things. Um, and I was really, really, really here for the lightsaber mood rings. Like that was yeah. so amazing to me. Um, and is really, really star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the, I love the risk. I love pushing the boundaries of what we think things are, but it felt it, the the creators of I feel all of these really really love stars and that's what you felt that through everything that they loved it and they put themselves they poured themselves into through a Star Wars filter and we got something new and um, I think that was really beautiful that moment at the end of the episode when uh, 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 Kara is that her name mm-hmm. when she's it goes from a, a, a colorless lightsaber and it starts to turn green and she finds who she is. Um, yeah is really powerful. And yeah. I think uh, as a queer person, I think we have these moments where we finally fully embrace like all the parts of us that's mm. that other people, maybe they don't have to in the same sort of ways. Um, and there's, you, you can tell there's sometimes you just come out a little lighter after you go through that process. And it was really cool. That's great. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it through that lens. And and that was one of my favorite episodes. If not, I think that that's probably my favorite as well. Um, like I said, I love lightsabers. I love lightsaber lore. Uh, and it, it just, yeah, I love, I love that mythology of the lightsaber and, and of choosing your color or the color choosing you. And, uh, when, when I built my own lightsaber, that was something that I, I went through in galaxy's edge. And that was driving me crazy the whole time, blue or green, blue or green. And I knew I wanted one of the two colors, but I was going to kind of let the experience kind of guide me and see what I picked at the time. And you close your eyes and they say to picture a color. And I swear to this day that someone shown a green light in my face. Cause I could just see it when I closed my That's eyes and beautiful. my wife was behind me saying like, there was nothing, the room was pitch black. And so I chose green, but it was still kind of pulling me in two different directions. And there were a couple of little weird things that happened during my build that it wasn't a perfect process. The, the emitter wouldn't really screw on. Uh, there's a vision of me, a, a video of me lighting it up for the first time. And when I put it up in the air, you can see there's no emitter on the damn lightsaber. So, so afterwards <laughs> someone came up to me and they were like, like someone that works there. And they were like, we're sorry. That wasn't a perfect experience. Have this. And I got a blue crystal. So, I can bounce back and forth. I was meant to have both. And I love that that is kind of a canon thing of like, based on my mood, I can have blue, I can have green, I can have anything in between. And that's, that's canon now. So it's kind of like, for me, it's like, yeah, you're never, you're not always the same person, you know, like it's, it's, it's based on, on that kind of thing. And I love that that's built into like lore and whether it's, it's canon or not, like, just give me more lightsaber culture or mythology. And I, I love that kind yeah. of stuff. It's, it's so good. It reminds me of like the legends books and stuff that I read when I was a kid and just, um, you know, the, the young Jedi arc of clone wars of them picking their crystal and going through the trials. It was, oh, such a, such a great episode. I, I loved it. 
Uh, Charlie, yep. what did you think of that one? Um, gosh, guys, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm so very little help when it comes to this because a lot of it just goes past me. You know what I mean? I, I might be able to weigh in a little bit later on down the line, but right now I'm in a place where I'm just listening. All right. All right. No, I, mean, I don't have a lot more to, I don't have a lot more to put in. So just, just keep, just keep talking. All right. Sounds well in life in general, people need to do a lot more listening when they, are in a place of, 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 of absorption. There we go. That's going to be great podcasting, Um, (laughs) but it's true. I think that's great. Good on you, man. I think one of my favorite things that came out of that episode was you brought up Ilum in in the youngling episode from Clone Wars, which is perfection. But like, I think it spoke, we we spoke about this on the live stream when we were talking about visions. Um, Like Emma, one of our co-hosts, She's more into canon. She loves to float in between, but like she's a fanfic writer and does a lot of like canon writing. And she had a hard time at first with the idea that they weren't collect like the they were given a lightsaber. They didn't go find their own crystal. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I loved about that, that it just showed the desperation in the galaxy at that point in time, you know, like. They fly up to the space station too. At some point, it looks very much like Starlight Beacon, which I thought was really cool. Like it mm-hmm. brought it back all the way back there. Um, but I loved that uh, that there was someone who was trying to to keep the culture alive in the way that they knew how to do. And the galaxy was sending those was sending that person Kyber Crystal somehow. So mm-hmm. was the Force knew what it had to do and was giving them to to someone to give to someone else. I think it was. Um, I just think it was really powerful. I really loved yeah. it. it yeah. So great. And I, it, it goes right back to the, the samurai influence of star Wars uh, and the, the samurai movies and that kind of stuff of you had these with, with samurai lore and samurai culture, you had these sword makers. They weren't warriors themselves. Often uh, they were, they were the, the builders. They, they built the perfect blade and the warriors went through trials and, and, and went through, uh, you know, traveling to find this person up in a mountain that that built this masterful sword that could defeat any other sword, and and that's what they needed to overthrow the the warlords that were causing havoc. And that was like it, w- w- those kind of samurai movies were the the inspiration to Star Wars and bringing it back to that with the sword maker. Uh, as much as I loved building my own lightsaber and the lore about building your own lightsaber, I really dug that addition to it of like, here's this crazy sword maker. He's not a Jedi, but he's who you need to, to talk to, to get that weapon. And, uh, it's, yep. it's an, it's an evolution from, again, from proto sabers to building your own saber to we see in the old Republic, the, the lightsabers are basically a fashion accessory. They change them out all the time. And, and this one's old, this one's, I'm getting an upgrade with whatever to the, the original trilogy or even the sequels where lightsabers are rare, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're scrounging for parts, you're uh, building scrap metal that kind of stuff to now they're even more rare and, and you're kind of finding them from this one, one dude. So um, that, that evolution of the, the weapon is, is uh, incredibly fascinating to me. Love it. To go off topic, if you're really into swordsmans and all that that stuff you were just talking about, there was an episode from like the mid 2000s Thundercats. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but there <laughs> is an episode. I think it's called The Swordsman. It was from the first season, but there is this conversation about Lionel with the Sword of Thunder, and like it's 
but they go into all of that stuff and understand the difference between the the weapon and the wielder of the weapon and it gets really like deep and spiritual about all that stuff it's really rad i highly recommend i'll have to check that out great (laughs) um all right what's what's next what other episodes did you like i loved the duel i think that was another one so i'm really loving that there is a book out of it because i feel like that was for me that one and then my other favorite like it that one doesn't need necessarily need the same kind of extra storytelling that mm. i think some of these other episodes do it was very much a day in the life of this person it was like a wednesday and um <laughs> but i think it was really beautiful that episode had so much world building there mm-hmm. was so much going on in that and you very you felt the world that that one set in i think more than any of the others mm-hmm. and I really one of my favorite things about the sequel trilogy is the invitation like the sequel trilogy is very aware, just like the characters are very aware of what came before. And it invites you to have that kind of interaction with the films and it it allows you to put your own thoughts on things and allows the characters to put their thoughts on different things. And I feel like the duel was kind of like that in a lot of ways. Like I love one of my favorite parts was at the end of that episode when Ronan takes out that amazing Sith lady and Mm. um, opens up his jacket with the Kyber crystals. And it very much harkens back to Grievous who, you know, was a villain Mm. and you know how, how Grievous got those sabers. Right. And it's like, Oh, and so for a second, you're like, Oh, he really is actually still just a Sith. So what's going on? Like, why is he running away? But then he gives it to the little kid and says, this will help ward off evil spirits. And it was Mm -hmm. just this really powerful. And I think because we know Grievous and that invitation to know the stories before made him that much kinder in that moment. Instant, like instantly you're like, this Mm -hmm. is a solid dude who's now broken because he went down a dark path at some point in time. And he's trying to figure out how, to get himself back. And mm-hmm. is he have, does, is he filled with so much regret and darkness all around him that he's carrying around all of these Kyber crystals to try to ward it away, to keep himself off that dark path. And like right. all of this in like 15 minutes. And it was yeah. like, it was so good. The whole thing with the teapot and like the communication between like what a right. solid dude there was like, he meets this little nine yub and he's really nervous. And to help calm him down, he like puts on this teapot but really it's communication to his droid. And like, we now know, like it was just, there was so much complexity yeah. and it was, it was, it was Luke and Jabba sail barge right there. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, ah, oh. right. It so Char- Charlie with, with that, uh, comparison or revelation, I know you liked this episode. It was, what a way to kick off this, this anthology or this series. What'd you think of this one as a, as a way to kick I, it off? I did. I, I, I liked it uh, for all those same reasons, you know, the animation style. And again, I don't have a lot of great references. And, you know, one thing that I guess I liked about the series overall is that they did, you know, shake up the snow globe. And I would assume they, they spread it across what would be established anime styles. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as some kind of a, narrative through point and the fact that uh, some of it just didn't seem like the, you know, the, the, the Tatooine Rhapsody thing was just way past me. That, that was just, I really didn't enjoy it. I'm sorry. It just seemed like, Oh, here's our chance to have a star Wars rock band. I just was not for me. So I just, it was, it was a jumble for me, kind of the whole thing, yeah. but I still found 
moments of brilliance, but I still, you know, I, and I know they were little vignettes. They were 15 minutes. Uh, it was a departure in storytelling. Maybe I just kind of need more time to digest it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, I did like that and, and being at least familiar with, you know, some version of the Ronin story, you know, the, the, the masterless samurai, the, the right. Ronin storytelling uh, and translating, you know, lightsabers into blades. It was just it was it was fantastical, but Star Wars is supposed to be fantastical. So that much of it, um, you know, I can I can enjoy very much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just it's it's just something that in the end didn't end up being for me. All right. Was I the only one that screamed, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, when she jumped off the building with that <laughs> lightsaber umbrella? Was that, was that just me? Is that anyone else? Might, might no, be, that but was... that does not, that, that doesn't validate the emotion. Is that, no? All yeah. right. I okay. will be now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> She just, she leaves off the thing. I'm like, it's Mary Poppins, y'all. And she just goes, that, that was such a badass and stupid stupid weapon but damn i loved it and oh uh, the gosh. fact that she like, she like ripped it off so it was almost like it was a relay emitter or something like yep. the lightsaber kind of uh oh, shit i love that weapon uh and and she was just a badass character all, all around but uh yeah what a great way to start the series like set the tone so well like you are getting star wars you are getting japanese star wars enjoy and or or don't or, or like get what you will out of it but like it was setting it up I, I, I agree but for me the rest of it kind of shot a little sharply downwards quickly was okay. like one and then two and then we kind of we kind of re- but again the beauty of all all entertainment is that it means things to different people and again i'm not someone who enjoys the genre so i can't really trash on any of it because i'm not a fan to start with and yeah. i am able to admit that where so many people would just say it all sucked. Right. Like I was talking to my friend, John, who I mentioned previously, our original, you know, uh, our college roommate, our secret friend, the, the, the person who's had the position of she's or for the longest. And he said, it's all terrible because he, he also really just doesn't care for it. But I simply released myself to say that it's okay to be enjoyed by others. It's just not enjoyed by me. So we, we heard some groans yep. when when Charlie mentioned he didn't like Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, Brian, that that's one of your favorites, I'm guessing. That was in my that's in my it's, top three. Okay, because I love I... that episode. And before you joined us in this chat, I'll go full behind the curtain. I was trying to tell Charlie about how it reminded me of like listening to gorillas and Prozac. I don't know if any Americans, like any non-Canadians, do you guys know who Prozac are? They're like the alternate. I, we, we already covered this. Pro, I know. I don't, but okay. Emma from After Dark is also Canadian. So as soon okay. as we're finished here, I will be texting her and saying Prozac question mark. Yes. And let's see what okay. the reaction Thank is you. going to oh, be. I can't wait. You need to screenshot that whole thing. Cause just okay. ask her about Prozac. Yes, please. Another animated band uh, from Canada. But just like the gorillas, and this this just spoke to me, and I love the Star Wars music. I love the Who from Jedi Fallen Order. One of my favorite, like, because it's the first, I think, instance of recorded music in Star Wars, which was uh, from, from Jedi Fallen Order with, with the Who and uh, Sugana Senna. Uh, mm-hmm. This one was like seeing this like pop rock kind of weird band another and it call back to fallen order of like this padawan who escaped and tried to find his way and just hide and not be a, a jedi and, and find a new path um i like this one i heard 
that it's not quite as corny in Japanese. How did you watch these? Let's let's go with that. <laughs> as corny. Yeah, I haven't watched them in Japanese yet. Okay. No, I am not a purist. I yeah. I will. I want to. Um, but you know, Charlie, you keep going back to needing more time, and I'm with you. Like, if there's if I have one gripe, and I know they're only 15 minutes, but I still wish there was only one a week. I'm not a fan yeah. of binging. No, and yeah. if I yeah. wasn't a podcaster of those things or on Twitter, I wouldn't care because I would I would take the time with them. But I think these things gave you so much to munch on and mm-hmm. i am like that star wars person who is like it i take it all in and i need to sit with it for a while and unfortunately like we just haven't had the time to sit with it yet because yeah. we got nine um right yeah that's yeah. my one my one kind of beef um, i'm feeling the, the same way it was uh, like i said when when we found out that it was re- going to be released this way like we kind of figured maybe we'd be talking about two episodes tonight and like mm-hmm. uh, to, to restructure and try to watch them all so we could talk about our favorites and that it was just kind of it, it did feel like a rush you know and i mentioned even today on twitter that like i have to go back and watch the village bride because it was one of those things where like I am exhausted. I need to go to sleep. My eyes are halfway closed, but I'm like shaking myself awake to make sure I watch this because I had to finish them all this weekend to talk about them tonight. So uh, I do want to go back, um, but I think those are some of our favorites and we'll we'll leave it yep. at that for now. But uh, I want to also talk about some characters because there's some awesome characters. We talked about uh, Kara from the, the Ninth Jedi. Um, I think the Ronin probably uh, mm-hmm. some some favorites uh, any other stand out well uh on friday i got s- like side side what's the word like I, I collided with emotions that i was not anticipating when we when chase and mark were talking about 2b1 which was a great episode but that character i'm a big fan of droids as it is and uh like l3 is one of my favorite star wars characters i love what she represents i understand some of the easy jokes to go to but i think that character like a lot of stars it's an easy slapstick joke like when she talks about the it works thing that everyone goes back to with her but there's a lot of tragedy and a lot of heartache and a lot of subtext underneath that line that i don't think is talked about enough Mm -hmm. um but to be one reaches that and i was sharing a story on friday night about our our my youngest son michael who is also a star wars super fan and he really latched on to Star Wars very quickly. And when he first came, you know, like I said, they all came from the foster system. So nothing good brought them into our house, which we talk about a lot. And yeah. he was processing a lot of a lot of emotions, you know, and it that episode brought me back to this one day that I remember as clear as day was upstairs in our loft playing with the Star Wars toys. And he had a set of characters on one side of the table that were from a really nice family and a set of characters that was a really mean family. And you could tell that he was figuring out how to separate himself from some of the places that he had come from before. So to watch this episode, that was a very childlike, a very dreamlike episode with this little droid who has seen so much trauma in his life, clearly with the way that planet is left and processing his emotions as a Jedi, like just, it hit me like it just, hit me way too hard mm-hmm. and that the professor was such a, a great dad you know like he mm-hmm. i i hope to i aspire to be that great of a father and to instill that kind of thing in my child it was really that character spoke to me in a way that i would not anticipate 
And right. I think if I was not a dad, I wouldn't relate to that episode the same way mm-hmm. that I do because I am, you know, yeah. it was, he's a great yeah. character. That was, that was a great episode. I, I love that. I love the character with, with, there was just so much hope and joy in that character. And, um, tries as he might the professor slash dad slash Jedi, um, Mm -hmm. you know, tried to hide him away and tried to kind of keep that. But, uh, the, the universe had a different idea, but that that was, yeah, it was a, it was a really good episode and really great character. Um, I really liked lop and I know you, you kind of like that as well. And it's very, very, to me, similar kind of themes, I suppose of, of that found family, uh, which we we've said on the show and I know you've said it on your show. That's, that's what star Wars is about. If you don't get that, like get out. Uh, yep. so like that, that to me was, and that, uh, re- rebellion is built on hope. And that's what lop lop was to me. So that I, I really, really enjoyed that character. And I just thought it was a kind of a badass character design. Yeah. It's so Rap funny. Jedi. That was the one on the trailers. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, she doesn't look super Star Wars to me, but like, I'm like, okay, let it in. Like, it's fine. It's fine. And then I right. met that episode and I met that character. You know, we, we talk about it on our upcoming episode, but I think for me, the, what I, at this moment in that episode, and I, I haven't had the ability to get back past this one idea yet, but as a father to foster kids, we see so many stories time and time and time again about a foster child who's angry and you know, they spend the first two thirds of a story being bad and breaking the rules and all that. But we all understand that they have trauma. And then at the, the third act, you know, the, the parent comes in and says something and everything clicks. And then, you know, the sun comes up and they're a happy family. Like, I think the idea that it was the foster child, the adopted child that never left her father, that the, and she was the one who stayed on the right path mm-hmm. means a lot to a lot of like will mean a lot to a lot of people. And I just think it's about time to show an adopted and foster child in nothing but light and like yeah. nothing bad happening to them or not them making any sort of mistakes, which we all make mistakes. And I know that we need to see that. But and I love that the show never went to a direction of where well, you're not my real sister. Like right. see that so many times. I yeah. was just like, thank God that it was just, they were sisters. They had a falling out. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately a lot of people do, but it wasn't, that wasn't the root of the falling out. Yep. You know, yep. that was 100%. the thing that held them together. It, it could be so easy to go into those tropes and they didn't. And yep. it, it was better for it. Uh, Charlie, yep. I know you, you liked uh specific character, Padawan Dan, and you liked the episode, the elder. Let's, I let's did. I did. For a sec. Panawan Dan just seems to be, you know, I kind of like, and I know it's kind of a weird choice, but I, like I, I just, I just kind of like the, the, the dangers of, you know, and really Yoda talked about it with, with Mason, with Obi-Wan, what kind of walking down the dais, uh, there, uh, in episode two about the young and arrogant, too sure of themselves kind of Jedi. So, you know, he saw a danger. He thought he could take it on. Uh, and even this, you know, crusty old Sith warrior could sense that that Dan was a weakling. And he came right out so and said, he says, yeah, I sent somebody strong in the force nearby, but baby, it ain't you. Yeah. Uh, and, then he just, <laughs> and then he just takes his ass down. So yeah. I'm like, arrogance always loses. Uh, and that is, uh, and it's funny, that's a, that's a universal lesson that seems to um, 
that seems to play across the stars. Um, and I and I like that about him. And then you know I too liked Ronan and and, and again like Lob for a lot of the reasons that you guys described. Right. Uh, I loved that episode, uh, The Elder, uh, because it completely came off. And someone said this on Twitter, and I was like, "Ooh, like glass shatter, mind blown." Uh, it, it came off like if Qui-Gon lived and trained Anakin, like that was kind of the, the vibes that I was picking up. And I wish I remember who said that on Twitter today. And I don't. Oh, you're, you, you have lost Twitter. Shoot. Uh, speaking of Twitter though, I did reach out to some of the community and this is probably a good chance to, uh, to bring that in. And, and I asked what people in the community liked about uh, visions, whether it was this character uh, episode, that kind of stuff. So we got read, uh, the read plays at read plays on Twitter, uh, came out with, um, with actually a question, were there any studios that you were surprised by, uh, what they did? So as the, the resident anime expert, uh, Brian <laughs> did it, well, compared to Charlie and I, I am yeah, I definitely say, not, not, uh, <laughs> not well versed in, in anime or, or know enough of these studios to, to really comment. Uh, was there anything that surprised you from any of these studios? So, I mean, I, I am not a huge anime. Like I've okay. watched a lot, but, and then I say that like Akira is one of my favorite movies of all time, but like, I will say some of our, our listeners are, and I'm thinking of Alex in particular. Um, they're really, really into anime and really into Star Wars. So Studio Trigger did The Elder that we were just talking about and The Twins. And I was expecting, because of the conversation surrounding Studio Trigger and the queer representation, that we're going to finally get something. And then I was like, okay, we're going to get something on screen because this isn't technically canon, so they can like take a risk. And we didn't. So like yeah. that was really disappointing or not explicitly yet, you know, not maybe, maybe in a book we'll get there, but we yeah. keep getting that. Um, so I think that's probably, that's what strikes me the most, which I'm sorry, is not a super positive thing, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I was really yeah. looking forward to that moment of right. an on-screen queer character. Mm. Um, we have a couple of the villains who are very like, gender benders and very androgynous which i was all here for that that was mm -hmm. rad that was great uh we talked about that too but um you know i i like that they really leaned into it like i like i like i appreciate lop i appreciate that that is a very anime looking character yeah. design like yeah. i like i said at the beginning i was like Neh. uh but she's such a great character and i appreciate they leaned into that stuff a lot for sure yeah. absolutely uh there's a few more questions that they asked but i'm going to to move a little bit up the twitter so we got scarlet at scarlet scream saying favorite episode the ninth jedi honestly feels like it needs to be a whole series uh yes yeah 100 percent, yes uh yep. favorite character lops i was like it basically just are you reading my mind because this is the stuff i'm writing the show notes as i put this out on twitter and she just comes back with like exactly what i was feeling um so read though uh commented a whole bunch of stuff and i'll try to read as much as i can so thank you reed uh fantastic uh interaction on twitter uh that that i really very much enjoyed um they said personally they loved the village bride. Uh, that one made them cry, especially the uh, the monologue at the end. So that's that's the thing that made me say like I need to rewatch this because I was way too tired. I was like shaking myself mm -hmm. to stay awake, and it wasn't because the episode was boring. It was because I was exhausted. Uh, so I, I really need to watch that one. 
Um, so let's, let's start, I guess, wrapping this up. We're going a little bit long, but, uh, so I want to start getting into like the Canon. Does it matter? Uh, which of these kind of worked a little bit, maybe better in Canon and which ones, I guess, to, to sum that all up, what would you like to see continued maybe as Canon or at least continued in a more deep dive? Uh, Charlie, any concepts or episodes or anything that you want to see? You know, I uh, it, it's funny because I'm the canon. I don't want to use the word Nazi because it has such a negative connotation. <laughs> yeah, but maybe I'm the stay away from canon, that. Canon aficionado, canon uh, insistent. Um, again, canon is it's a straight jacket. You know, it does for me. I've always enjoyed the fact that you can kind of wrap your arms around something when it's called canon, but it can be very limiting. Um, I do see the ninth Jedi as something that could happen on a far flung distant world. You know, if you think about a galaxy, uh, you know, when even in, even in Star Trek, for example, they have it, they also, they have the Milky Way galaxy, but it's really maintained within a small portion of it. Where with Star Wars, if you look at the map, it's an entire galaxy. So it's vast. And, you know, I've always maintained and Mark, you kind of, you kind of shrugged your shoulders at me when I said this, because I said, what if, you know, Ron D. Moore's Battlestar Galactica in Star Wars was the same universe? And you were like, I haven't seen that. I don't know. He kind of trailed <laughs> off. So I was Still like, I was, I was trying to get him interested. And it was just like, it was no joy target. It was just not going down like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I see that and I see, you know, the other segment that I enjoyed, which was, you know, the, the duel uh, as being something that felt very canonical. Um, right. So I enjoyed that because it kind of spoke my language. Uh, you know what I mean? But at the same time, again, keep coming back to Star Trek. There is a theory and it's a segment on our show called Infinite Diversity in Infinite Combinations. So not all things are good going to be something to all people you have to accommodate for different people's tastes so if somebody saw Tatooine Rhapsody which I thought was asinine and thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread I celebrate that why shouldn't I it doesn't it's not I didn't write the damn thing it doesn't really have anything to do with how I you know feel about something so it's oh it's okay yeah, exactly. And and Empire still exists. It's not like Empire, Star yes, Wars my, has been replaced by Tatooine Rhapsody and that's child, what you have to deal with. Unruined. Yeah, right. It's it's uh, <laughs> if if it's not for you, uh, go back and watch Empire and and have a good night. Uh Brian, yeah. what what do you think? What is there anything that sticks out to you uh that that you'd like to kind of see continued? Uh I mean, The Ninth Jedi hands down. Yeah. I think that that story really lends itself to a series or a mini series or a movie or something. Um, and I agree. I think that one has the easiest time to fit into Canon because it was set so far into the future that it's kind of unwritten at this moment. I think Lapanocho is another one that just kind of ends in this spot. And I like yeah. the idea of, of Lop having this, this new, family legacy saber and what that could mean in a family outside of a Skywalker. Yes. I think is really, really cool. And to see what a character like that would do, I would, I would hope she was, is a Jedi that if she becomes a Jedi, if she's force sensitive or any of those things that wouldn't leave, you know, slaves on a planet because they're inconvenient. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Ouch. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have to agree that, uh, that, for anything to continue, yeah, I think it'd be the ninth Jedi. Just and and for the simple fact that it happens so far out, 
of mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, we have kind of a, a rough timeline. They haven't all been like firmly established, but there's hints in pretty much every episode that you can kind of parse it out. Yep. Like Tatooine Rhapsody is pretty easy to get that it's right before the uh, the the original trilogy, right? Because you mm-hmm. have characters like Boba Fett, Jabba the Hutt. Uh, you have a Padawan who escaped Order 66 and is a little bit older. So, you know, it's, it's probably around that Jedi Fallen Order original trilogy time kind of thing. Um, but like some of them are a little tougher, but but that one's clear. Like you said, it's, it's a big jump. And it's it's mm-hmm. seeing where the Jedi go, and and that's kind of the story that I I, I hope we pick up with. Um, another thing, Reed asked anything that you guys feel just like kind of flopped, didn't really work. You don't really care, um, you know, if it if it continues. This will be the kind of last thing we we talk about, I guess, going out on a on a low note. But uh, <laughs> Charlie, anything specific to you? You already know my answer, so why, 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 why turn that into glue? You know what I'm saying? Fine, good, good enough, Brian. Any, <laughs> anything? Uh, you know, it's a weak uh, link here. I, I'm telling you, I really love, like, loved all of it, yeah. but I think the elder for me is the one that I've watched the least. But with that said, I know I'm going to totally dig it. It's just really, really dialogue heavy, mm-hmm. and I know that it's going to be one that I have to munch on. So I'm waiting till I can process everything else. And I'm looking forward to going back to that episode because I think there's some really cool conversations being had. And I love, mm-hmm. Charlie, you brought up the uh, Revenge of the Sith when they're walking down the... or No, that's right. Attack of the Clones, isn't it? That was Attack uh, of the Clones, yeah. When they're walking down the thing and having that conversation because there's a lot of that energy in that in that mm-hmm. whole thing that I, I'm here for. But I'm not here for it yet. Uh, for, for me, I think just... Just based on it's it's more of a what if episode, and I think it's the twins, mm-hmm. um, right? Yeah, because you say, "Oh, we can grow Sith twins," and it's like, well, right? What are you and then like about? you know, it's I don't get and it. it's kind of like it it and it, apparently that kind of happens like after the fall of the first order, so it's like the remnants of the first order trying to build these dark side twins, and it's like to me, and it was it was so over the top at times uh, with just just some of the 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 and and I appreciated the over the top art style. But as far as like something I want to continue, it was like, I, I appreciated it for what it was at the time, but it's, it's the one I'm least likely to want to pursue in the future, if that kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah. there we go. So Reed, Reed, thank you so much for, for interacting so much and asking some great questions. Sorry, we couldn't get to all of them. This episode, I think is our longest episode yet to begin potentially, with. Potentially. Uh, and it's good. And, and I, I feel bad just because the, the subject matter strays from something that I feel like I can talk about intelligently. Or I know no great worries. perspective uh, on. So I'm, I'm glad that I was least, I, I do feel like I was along for the ride, but um <laughs> But really, I have valid thoughts. I really do. But uh, kind of outside the cartoony stuff, though, you know, I did obviously enjoy the Clone Wars and Rebels and things of that nature. So, but um, of course, I, I I'm glad, even if this is not my sweet spot, um, that Star Wars is taking chances because that's something that that you know our, our you know our our shared cosplay husband Mark uh, the curmudgeon, little Todd Extra. Uh, always gripes about Star Wars being so very stagnant and static, and oh, we're setting that five-year period in the original trilogy, and you got to know what Lando had for breakfast the day after The Empire Strikes Back happened. <laughs> so for them to simply say we're going to go, we're going to just shake up the snow globe, and we're going to absolutely go to different corners and do different stuff and stuff, I I, I admire the effort. 
even if I don't personally embrace the results of it, because it's not about me, it's about who that does speak to. And that is the essence of entertainment that so many fanboys, if you will, the militant kind, which is my number one pet peeve in all of this, can't can't get behind. They got to be like, I don't like it. And if you like it, you're a friggin' moron. Well, yeah. what does that e- what does that even mean? Yeah. What does that even mean? And that doesn't mean anything. Yep. See, Charlie, this is this is why I love having you as a co-host because we don't have to agree and we can bring some different perspectives. And if you don't like something, you can still appreciate the hell out of people enjoying it. So thank you for for listening to Brian and I kind of geek out for the last hour uh, about this stuff and uh and you know, just just kind of being happy for us. That's uh that's great. Thank you for leading by example for like what an old school Star Wars fan can can still kind of love. Oh, you like throwing that old part out there, don't you? <laughs> old school. I didn't say <laughs> old. Young, young whippersnapper. Nah, yeah, yeah, old nah. school. Did not <laughs> say old. That is officially on the record. Brian will back me up, I'm sure. Uh, right. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a delight. Uh, I'm sorry we had to rush through some stuff. I really thought we'd have uh, a little bit, <laughs> a bit more time to to dive down in one or two episodes. But uh, but thanks for being flexible with mm-hmm. us and uh, and jumping on all of these episodes. Uh, would you like to tell people where to find you? Well, first, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love what you all do. I am a listener of your show, and thank you. I always enjoy it. It's great. How fun. flattering! I love yeah. it. Thank you. <laughs> no, you're welcome. Uh, it's it's a good time. Yeah, you can find me and the show on both Instagram and Twitter at Serving Pink Milk, and then you can listen to our podcasts on Mondays and Wednesdays. Wednesday is uh, my husband Tom and I talking Star Wars for the for us super fans and those forced to listen to us and then late night live stream every Friday on YouTube. You can find us at pink milk podcast where we take much deeper dives into star Wars with myself, Mark, Emma and chase. And it was totally a really good time. Awesome. awesome. I, I have not previously checked it out, but now I will. One of my it's favorite fun. shows. I like Honestly, it. if anyone, thank you. If anyone can make that live stream that the steam room or chat room is like the nicest group of people. Like it is a blast. There's a good, like, 15, 20 people that are there week to week afterwards and people that flowed in and out. And uh, they're just a really great group of people. I yeah, have to that's, say. I'm very, that's the one I'm thing. Like fortunate. I haven't made it to one of those live uh, chats and stuff. Yeah. And I always listen, but it's, it's always a few days later. And uh, that's a goal. That is a hundred percent like a goal for me. Awesome. Um, and I, I just have to make sure I'm conscious uh, at, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and make it happen because I, I can't wait to right. jump in. Uh, thanks that. again. Uh, I, I hope we'll talk to yeah. talk again soon. And uh, Charlie, want to sure. want to tell people where they can find us? Uh, well, that's the job of the canned outro. I suppose. So what so. What, what I'm going to tell people <laughs> is uh, to thank you for joining us. I know. Let me refer I'm you. So to the used ro- to. Let me refer I'm you so to used the robot. to doing the. Yeah, I continue. You. I know. I know, but I'm going to tell you, uh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you, Rex. Play us out. (laughs) This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. 
If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.